Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The baseball season is way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, cracker jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing and a long drive. Deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going. Going. The big leagues. Going. Going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye! He has done it! He has changed the game of the night with one swing of his bat! Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang! Zoom! Go the fireworks! The fan. Welcome into the hot corner for a must be a Wednesday, but it's not your average Wednesday, but it's always a Wednesday. This might as well be our average Wednesday during the playoffs. What is this? The third show we've had during a game between our two teams. The third one. That's easy for you to say, Mike. What? I'm just stating a fact. Is it not the third time we've done a show and both of our teams are playing each other in you know, the playoffs? You know, we live in a world of oh boy, here we go. fake news and not having to fact check things. Here we go. Last time I checked, the Indians were up 4-1, and I'm just going to live in a world where the Indians are up 4-1 right now. <laughs> I'm literally driving, like, speeding like a madman. Uh, I'm 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 getting ready. I'm getting ready to transition from my current job to another job. So I was trying to tie some things up, and I realized it's six forty three, and I've got to be here at seven. I'm literally bombing on ninety nine and destroying the Ross Island Bridge to get here to do this wonderful small little baseball show that we do that we love so very much. And I get this news that Gio Urshela died, and I was like, awesome, perfect, because I don't want him at the plate right now. Is that the news you got? That's the news I got. And I was like, sweet, Indians are up 4-1. Oh, so it's still 4-1? Yeah. Still 4-1 in the top of the fourth. Nobody on. Cookie is uh, pitching a 
perfect game. However, somehow they 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 scored a run, mm. but the game is still perfect. And, gotcha. and Cookie's dealing. Gotcha. Cookie only has fifty pitches. He's totally fine to to keep going. Totally fine. Let's keep going. Yeah. Uh, in reality, that's not what happened. No. Although you did just get out of the inning. So, hey, only a one-run deficit now. Oh, yeah, because we like to score runs. Good call, Mike. You scored four in the first inning. I thought you were a baseball host. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In real life, Gio Urshela, former Indian, hit a grand slam off of a reliever I had never heard of before. Who's our best reliever? Bases loaded. Well, Brad Hand, but. Bases loaded. Nobody out. Carrasco gets pulled after back-to-back walks. And Urshela on a 3-2 count. A really good pitch, actually. It was a low fastball. Mm-hmm. Um, just demolished it. Well, remember that Araldis Chapman pitch uh, when he was on the Cubs to Rajai Davis was a really good pitch, and Rajai just kind of, like, sneaked it over the post. Well, and maybe you should hope that something similar happens because um, that means that you would win that game. My friend, game. you are clearly not a Cleveland fan. There clearly is no not. such thing as hope. <laughs> One funny thing, I've been doing this recently. It's kind of like my own little mental troll, even though I don't participate at all. When the Yankees are playing really well, I like to find the SB Nation side of the team they're playing. And they all have game threads. Like every game, there's comments that just kind of go through the whole game. Mm-hmm. And I just like to see the fans' reactions just to kind of like get a feel for other fan bases and also because it's like a mental troll. So during the regular season, remember that series? They played the Blue Jays and they outscored them like 150 to 5 in the series. Right. And Blue Jay fans were livid and they're like, the Yankees have to be <clears throat> cheating. Like, they're at their home stadium. It's impossible that you would know what every single pitch that was coming, right? Right. And I went to the Indians site yesterday, after the game yesterday. Indians fans were just like, oh, my God, we suck. Yep. (laughs) It was such a different mindset. There were a couple of people in there who were like, how did they sit on every curveball? How did they know? And everyone else was like, shut up, dude. The curveballs are out of the zone. We suck. Yeah. (laughs) And the difference in fans was so funny. Because Blue Jay fans are like new and excited to be good again. Mm -hmm. Indian fans are just beat down every single year. Well, and 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 a lot of it is because we can't get out of our own way. We're like, "Ooh, we got the Yankees. I like this matchup." Mm. Beebs on the mound. "Ooh, I like this a lot." Cole, very good. But not last year very good, but still very very good. Right. I like our chances. Beebs is going to throw 7, strike out 14. You're like, "You need to score like two. We got we got two runs. We can do this. We can do this." And then Brett Gardner shows up and you're like, "I hate this man." That's very Why funny. didn't you retire? A lot of people hate Brett Gardner. From what I've been reading on these fan boards when I go to them, <clears throat> people hate yeah. Brett Gardner. We're like, why are you even here? Like, you can't sit with us. You know, <laughs> like Brett Gardner is the guy that it's like, you can't sit with us. And the Yankees are like, we're going to hold on to Brett Gardner because he's good in the playoffs. And we're like, he hasn't been good for years. And then Brett Gardner's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Every Yankee fan lost their minds when he was in the lineup yesterday because Clint Frazier would be the starter. Otherwise... And he goes, well, Brett Gardner can catch a fly ball. So that was probably a good move by Cashman to put him in the starting lineup. Please don't. But um, also, Frazier's a much better defender this year. Anyway. Um, well, I mean, it's easy it when, was you, the, when you start at me and go to a major league player. It was righty to lefty matchup, which is why they did it. But also, you're right. Gardner hits in the playoffs. He does. And he went three for five and had a two-run home run and an RBI double and was just all over the place. He made a great catch and left. He's helped me win fantasy leagues. I hate him. He's the worst. He's the worst. Um, yeah, I don't even know where to begin. We got a lot. Like Ooh, this text question <clears throat> has been was brought up on primetime. By the way, you you sh- you and Joe should both answer it. Um, the question was posed to me by Suk. Would you rather be a Twins fan or a Mariners fan? Or what's no no? What's worse, being a Twins fan or a Mariners fan? I instantly said Twins instantly, and Rob said Mariners instantly, and. 
everyone made fun of me for my takes, and they're like, you're just a Yankees fan. You're looking at it in a Yankees fan light, which is probably true. I'm curious what you two think. What would be worse, being a Mariners fan who haven't made the playoffs since 2001? I'm going to defer to Joe on this so or, I can gather my thoughts. Or a Twins fan where you make the playoffs a decent amount, but you've lost 18 consecutive playoff games, the most all-time in any of the major four sports. Um, I would probably do have five. to I like go to include with, MLS. Um, I'm probably going to have to say I'd rather be a Mariners fan because – I understand not getting there for, what, 19 years now, I think they're going on, 19 years straight. Correct, 2001. Although there is that turmoil, getting to the playoffs and constantly losing over and over and over and over, I mean, I can say over 18 times because that's literally, I mean. You should. That is, don't test me. Uh, that kinda, that to me, it, I mean, once you get to 10, even you're like, dude, all right, this has got to stop. And then it just keeps going. And we thought we were talking about it last year when they made the playoffs and got swept. So, I mean, getting there obviously is you feel great about your team, but to do it over and over and over again, like they've been doing, that is just, I mean, my God, just put me out of my misery. I'd rather just not make the playoffs at all. If that's what I knew was going to happen. Tanaka only has 64 pitches. What's the fourth? That's a lot of pitches. I hate this team. The the reason I said it was, and again, this is why people said, oh, you're a Yankee fan, so it's very different. But I said, Mariners fans deep down know they don't really have a lot of hope, right? Like, they can be good, and they might get close to making the playoffs. There's been a couple of seasons where they've been very close to making the playoffs. I remember, what was it, Lloyd McClendon was there, and they missed it by like three or four games. Mm -hmm. They were like a 500-ish team. Mm Mm-hmm. It was like 2017, I think. They had, they had to beat the Blue Jays on the last game of the season with Felix on the bump, and he got lit. Oh, that was so they only missed it by one game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think it would be worse every year thinking you have a good team, or every year you make the playoffs if you're the Twins, thinking you have a good team, thinking you have an amazing offense, and then just essing the bed every game you play. It must be so heartbreaking, where at least Mariner fans are like, they're not – Dealing with playoff heartbreak, they're dealing with regular season heartbreak. And I think there's a big difference. So as a as a fan of a team that um, is not in the same league as the Twins or the Mariners, as I am a Cleveland fan since 95, so we're not going to 25 years, six Cy Youngs in, in that, just throwing that out there. Cool. Um, it's a lot of Cy Youngs. It makes me think, would you rather be a Detroit Lions fan or a Buffalo Bills fan? Four straight Super Bowl losses or one Super Bowl win a long time ago or championship a long time ago and then just ineptitude? Yes. Would you you rather be a Lions fan or a Bills fan? And I would rather be the Bills fan because you're saying we got a chance. Mm. And as a longtime Cleveland fan – 2016 comes to mind, 2008 comes to mind, 95, 97. All these different seasons come to mind. I would rather be a Twins fan. However, I am a fan of that baseball team in Cleveland, and the Twins can die. So I will choose the Mariners. But for the argument, for the argument, you would say it's harder to be a Mariners fan than a Twins fan. I would rather be a Twins fan. Okay. So at least Joe agrees with me. So thank you, Joe. So I'm not completely out on the island alone. Bring beer with your with you so we can have something to drink while we're there. Thank you. 
Um, I just feel like it, it is probably the fact that I'm a Yankee fan, and I know people get really annoyed when I look at things through because of the success and the love and all that jazz. Well, I mean, both both Sucanics just rip me today because well, what, one's bias. One of my favorite World yeah, Series. They're, they're both biased. One's a Mets fan. Like one, the Mets are garbage. One of my favorite World Series is the one the Yankees lost, and they're like, no. "Oh, 2001? Yeah, it was great. One of the best of all time. That'd have been hilarious if you were like, "No, 2003." I was like, "Mike, bad call. <laughs> that was not a good World <laughs> I hate Series." Josh um, no, that. And they're like, the fact that you even can say your favorite World Series was one your team lost because you've been alive for so many others is such a douchey thing. I mean, 97 and 2016 are huge for me, and we lost. Both of them. In extra innings in both of them. Yes. Um, but I look at it this way. Playoff losses are so much worse than regular season losses. If you lose in the playoffs, it hurts. Sucks. You played 162 games in the regular season. I hate life right now. We only played 50. You were losing by one run, Patrick. Um, we don't score runs. We scored four. I was like, we scored four? We're going to win this game. Um, losing in the playoffs is a complete gut punch. Yeah. Losing in the regular season sucks, too but it's not the same. It's a different level. And that's why I view it this way. Eh, I want the chance. I want the chance. Like you're in the dance, you know, Davidson goes into the tournament and is like, we got a chance and Steph hits some threes. And all of a sudden you're in the elite eight mm -hmm. and you're like, Whoa, here we go. Gordon Hayward hits a lot of shots and you're like, Oh, we're in the national championship. Yeah. <laughs> Big baby Davis is in a final four at George Mason, you know? And you're like, Ooh, Hey, I'd rather be, Ooh, I a, forgot about him at George Mason. I'd rather be a part of that See, Maybe you got to watch college basketball, man. It's the jam. That was from 2004, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> See, I know that. Yeah. We I watched. know what year it was, dude. We watched, man. We did that. <laughs> we did the thing. I would rather have a chance is, is where I go. I'd rather have a chance than no chance at all. There are some cool things about it because then it's like, you know, Big John has seen, what, six rebuilds since 2001? That's exciting because you're like, you're looking at minor leaguers. You're kind of like, oh, these guys could be good. Of course. Get some trades in. That's kind of fun. I'd still rather have a chance. Okay. I'd rather have a shot. Makes sense. I understand. I just, I don't feel the same way. That's all. I just got, they, they ripped me to shreds. So thank you, Joe, for at least. Uh, I don't think you should be ripped to shreds with, for it. Agreeing with me. I disagree, but I don't think you're crazy. Because you, unlike me, who is a sucker for um, heartbreak, uh, being a Cleveland fan, I am a sucker for a heartbreak. Um, it is better to not get your heart broken than have a chance to break your heart. So I don't think you're crazy. I just disagree. This text says, Lynch and Joe are insane. All of us Twins fan. Hey, you're a Twins fan. Hi, Twins fan. Have low expectations going into the postseason based on our recent playoff history. At least they have an opportunity and the adrenaline that comes with it rather than not even getting a shot. That's what I believe in. I just have seen. I believe in that. I've seen Twins fans not act that way, too. I've seen Twins fans every year on social media just lose it on their team because they're not performing. Mike, if the Yanks didn't make the playoffs for 20 years, would you be okay with that? No, I wouldn't. There you go. But you'd rather be a Mariner fan than a Twins fan. But if the Yankees had lost 18 consecutive playoff games, I don't. I would be beside myself. Yeah, because you're like, this sucks. It'd be worse than not making the playoffs. I'd rather just sit at home and watch other people play. <laughs> Speaking of which, today was amazing. I know you were busy today, so you probably didn't get a chance no, to consume. No, no, I'm in, man. It's oh. it's postseason. I'm I in. I had like three screens. I was just like, let's go. Oh, yeah, yeah. I listen to radio calls on everything. Like, I'm I'm here. I you know, I woke up, watched uh, watched Braves and uh, whatever that game was. The worst game of all time. No, it wasn't. It was actually amazing. Mm. 
I'm not <clears> sure <throat> I would use that one. Until about the eighth inning. Um <laughs> So we got a lot to get to. Oakley Dokley, is that how we start things too? We have a lot to get to. I don't know where to start. I don't want this to be like a highlight show, but we're definitely going to have to go through games that happened today, games that happened yesterday, uh, where we sit on these matchups. But I feel like we should go series by series. I agree. Because there's too much. If we were to go game by game, it's too much. Let's go series by series. I I think I meant series by series, but thank you for uh, clarifying on that. Um, I don't know where to start, but I will say you can text in the fan text line at 503-250-1080. Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter, PDD085 on Instagram, JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H on Twitter. Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow. That cover it all? You covered it all? All right, when we come back, let's pick a series. What series do you want? Rays, Blue Jays. <laughs> I don't think we should start with that one. I don't think so either. Where do you want to start? I think we should start with either the one that's on right now or... Uh, Oakland White Sox. Um, I agree. White Sox, Oakland. We'll start there. We'll do all that next. The hot corner, 1080 the fan. This is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 the fan. I'm not going to lie. This is a little rough. I don't love Lamp right now. Don't worry, Voight just got thrown out on the bases. Why are you going? Dude, you have a hurt foot all year. You can barely run. What are you doing? What on earth are you doing? The base running in these playoffs so far has been an atrocity. <laughs> Padres and Reds, I'm looking at you. Padres and Reds, I'm looking at you. Both teams that lost. All right, we got a lot to get to. Um, I'm looking at these series. There's eight of them. We don't have that many segments, so we're going to have to cut some of them. Or we can kind of combine them. Yeah, or we'll combine them. And we're just going to cut Ray's Blue Jays because like, nobody cares. I'm going to be honest with you. I watched maybe one half inning of that series. I've watched zero. The timing of it was bad because yesterday the first game was Twins-Astros. Close, right? Second game was A's-White Sox, and the third game was jays and Rays. So I was watching Twins Astros when it started. And then I was watching the A's White Sox. And by the time that game ended, Blue Jays Rays was already in the ninth and the Yankees were starting. So I watched like maybe a half inning. And today it was again in the middle of everything and the Rays were winning by a a ton. And I just went, okay, (laughs) I don't, I don't need to watch this. Okay. And I'm moving on. Yeah. So the Rays are good. How about that? The Rays are good. The Blue Jays are exciting, but they're not ready yet. And Huynjin Ryu, who their aces got lit today, but also two errors led to that. So, yeah. So I think I think the right place to start is White Sox, Oakland, White Sox A's. Um, going to a game three tomorrow, and it's going to a game three, which is exciting because so far we haven't really seen that yet. No, you know, I mean, only the American League played yesterday, so today's day one of the National League. But, but I the think, other two American League series outside of this one so far have finished. Mm-hmm. So. so it's kind of like, oh, we got a game three. It's almost like game seven. It is game like, seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I kind of dig this. And what's interesting about all this is, you know, I want to start with the White Sox here real quick because uh, we watched the Padres, and we'll get to that series later. Uh, White Sox, Padres, similar images. Okay, White young, Sox, A's, you mean? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, White, White Sox, Sox and Padres. Gotcha, gotcha. Similar images in the sense of young kids, 
lot of potential. Are Exciting they there yet? Are they they're fun to watch? Can they take that step? Lucas Giolito steps out yesterday and says, you think Shane Bieber's the best pitcher in baseball? You think Jacob DeGrom, Trevor Bauer are great? And we'll get to Bauer in a minute. Um, you yes, think those guys are great? I do. My name is Lucas Giolito. I threw a no-hitter about three weeks ago, yesterday, basically. And today, I'm perfect in the seventh. Yeah. He was unbelievable yesterday. He is so frustrating, I feel like, because... He's getting to the point now where he's becoming more and more consistent with getting strikes in the zone. Mm -hmm. But sometimes he still has the old Giolito come back. And by the old Giolito, I mean the Nationals prospect. And when he was traded traded for Adam Eaton Eaton, and a World Series ring. When he first came up, he was wild. He just walked everybody. He was kind of a gas can. And everyone was like, oh, wow, you got a top prospect. But boy, oh, boy, is he not ready. And every year since then, he's gotten more and more and more consistent. Mm Mm-hmm. He still has a couple of clunkers here and there where he walks a lot of people. He's kind of like Tyler Glass now, where he is incredibly fast fastball that is up in the zone. And then he's got a couple of off-speed pitches, which he drops in there. But if he's a little bit off, he's just so wild, it's impossible for him to get the ball into the zone because his stuff is so electric. But, yeah, perfect game in a – that's his first ever playoff start, right? Right. Perfect game into the seventh inning. Now, Oakland's offense isn't great. Their lineup isn't top tier or anything, especially now that Chapman's Chapman's out. Yeah, but it's still the second seed in the American League, and you held them to a perfect game until Tommy Lastella hits that single in the seventh, and they didn't even get anything out of it. I think the most interesting thing that he does, and I've never seen a pitcher do this before, and I'm sure there's others, but it's not from what I've seen. He throws high changeups. (laughs) He throws these little like 89 mile an hour changeups up in the zone. And he pairs them with his high fastball. And he constantly gets guys looking at both of them because you're like, oh, that's a high fastball. And it just goes dink right into the top of the zone if it's the changeup or if it's vice versa. And you think you're going to swing at the high changeup and the fastball's over your bat. And it's it's really, 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 uh, it's really tough to kind of judge as a hitter. Frankie Lindor hits a double. He's now one for seven. He has not looked very good in this series so far. He doesn't look good all year. Uh, I, I, <clears throat> it's interesting. I see, I see the confidence in him now. Like Giolito now feels good. Like he feels good. Yep. <clears throat> and that is where everything was. Dylan sees through today and he's their other like big time guy. And he looked good today. I mean, game was kind of out of, out, out of whack anyway. Well, at he that threw point. out of the pen, right? He threw out of the pen today, but this white Sox team is so interesting. And, I'm actually really pumped that the A's won today because I was worried they were left for dead. When Chapman was done, I was like, well, adios, adios to that. Uh, But they won today and made this a series, made this a series that I think at first we thought was not going to be a fun series. Well, I was now we get a game three tomorrow. I was curious about it because I think I don't think they decided either way. I think they were thinking about either fires, which A's fans are not excited about. Uh, also, he's a lefty, right? Uh, yeah. The White Sox are undefeated against lefty pitchers this year, so it's a, it's a dangerous game to play if you're facing a lefty. They're undefeated. Yeah, I think they're 16 and 0 against lefty pitchers. Undefeated against lefties. Yeah, that's ridiculous. They rake against them. I heard somebody was like, only against lefties, not against righties, because that would be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know who they're going to throw. Yeah, it's TBD on both of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, so Cease might have been a guy they would have thrown, but they threw him today. <clears throat> 
They might do that Dunning guy, um, who's another young pitcher of theirs who who's shown some promise this year. Maybe they'll throw Jose Quintana. Oh, wait. Oh, no, no. no, they no, traded him. No. Um, but, yeah, I honestly thought Keiko was going to pitch well today. He's been good for them, and he just got lit. Yeah. He got hit really, really hard early in the game, and they tried to come back. Um, we had a texter text into primetime and say, we got to talk about this on the show today. He was pissed at Bob Melvin, even though they won the game, because you just burned your closer. Yeah. Liam Hendricks threw, well, he didn't get six outs. He was in there for two innings and he threw 50 pitches. You're not throwing Liam Hendricks tomorrow. Nope. And he is by far your best bullpen arm. So the debate was in my head, I, I he was like, what do you think? And I was like, well, on one hand, you're in a must win game, Right. The White Sox have scored and have runners on base. You put your best pitcher in to nail down the must-win game. Yes, sir. But on the other hand, you're already winning by, I think it was four at that point. You're really going to put your best pitcher in for two full innings and have him throw 50 pitches and probably not be available tomorrow for the actual must-win game if you hold this lead? That might come back to haunt him. Especially if you're throwing Joachim Soria, who got lit, who got tatered yesterday i mean they've got decent arms in the pen they've sure, got a sure. they've, pen, they've got a good bullpen but hendrix is the star yeah and i mean he actually looked terrible today too but just i, I thought I, now that i look at it i think it was a bad decision because you wound up winning the game mm-hmm. but you didn't really need him because he didn't pitch well <clears throat> you could have just you could have managed that differently and saved him for tomorrow and then tomorrow you put him in for six innings or six innings, six outs if you need him and he's your best pitcher yeah it just seemed a little bit weird to me but you know maybe it'll work out they did need to win today yeah, elimination yeah. game. Uh, where are we going next? Um, probably this one, Yankees Indians. Right, this one. It's been pretty interesting. Man, I really don't want to talk about this. I know you don't, but let's get out of the way early. All right, right? all right. Beaver all right. got lit. This game's really close. Indians are are uh, threatening right now, so let's all talk right. about it. All right, all right. We'll go to the American League Central. We'll stay in the American League Central. We'll go Cleveland Yankees next. But first, there's Joe Wisport. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. What time is it? 7.36. It's Jose time. Indians tie the ball game at 6-6. It's Jose Ramirez has a two-run triple. Your uh, your negativity about the game, I was like, you guys are down by one and two runs. We don't man. score runs, Michael. We have six runs. That's the most runs we've scored in the last two weeks. Well, is Carlos Santana going to get his first hit in a year? No, he's going to walk. <laughs> ah, okay. By the way, you've seen Michael Brantley kind of killing it for the Astros. Just throwing it out there. Is he killing it, or is he just hitting more singles? Hey, man, dude, he had an RBI double today. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You yeah. had the big hit in game one, too? Yeah, see? Because he's a non-cheater. Mm. Well, he probably did cheat because he was <clears throat> there, but you're right. He was also good But he wasn't there them. in 17. True. He was with us, losing to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to switch into what has just become an amazing series. Uh, already has been was very intriguing going into it. I, I listen to uh, Buster Olney's podcast every single morning, and him and Kirkshin were talking about uh, what's the series that intrigues you the most, and they both said Indians-Yankees. They both said it because game one was Cole Bieber. Yep. Like, if <clears throat> that's what you want in a World Series, you want to see game one, Shane Bieber versus Garrett Cole, this year's Cy Young Award winner versus last year's Cy Young Award winner. You know, like, you are into that. <clears throat> and I remember walking into the game, I got to work, 
I had to work and I threw the game on the tube and I'm feeling real good. I'm feeling real confident. I got the best pitcher in the world on the mound, ready to shut these yahoos down. And Biebs gets lit. He got destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. I've never seen. Now, I've watched Shane Bieber through his professional career. I've watched him ascend the ranks. This is his third year? This is his third year. And I remember two years ago, his rookie season, being like, man, this kid's got good stuff, but woof, he's all over the place. I like it, but yeah, right. don't throw him in a big game. Last year, he starts the All-Star game. Was that last year, really? Yeah, I yeah. didn't remember that. Last year, he starts the All-Star game. You're kind of like, I don't know if he should start, but hey, we'll take it. Mm -hmm. Should probably be Verlander, because I think Verlander at the time was just dominant before Cole really had like shown his his worth. Cole's been very good in the second half of <clears throat> seasons. It's kind of <throat> his thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which I'd rather be good in the second half than the first half. So I've watched him, and I have never seen... I have never seen him as inaccurate as he was last night. His slider wasn't moving. His fastball was just meat. And I it it, it was alarming. It, it's alarming because it's not just like you didn't have it. It's like you were nothing. Yeah. Well, and the, the <clears throat> interesting part about it to me was the game plan was great by the Yankees. Agreed. Uh, they, Cashman they, really set him up. They basically said, do not swing at the curveball if you can help it. Yep. And I think it's because, now I, I have not watched a lot of Shane Bieber. You would know this way better than I. He doesn't throw that pitch for strikes. Nope. That pitch is almost always a chase pitch. It's it's a dirty, I can't believe I'm going to say this. His curveball is dirtier than Kluber's slider. And that blows my mind. Because Kluber's slider will dance across the plate. But Bieber's curve doesn't go across the plate. Guys just swing and miss at it. So it's a really strange thing. They laid off of it. But then he was also leaving them on the plate. That's the biggest thing. Is they laid off the good ones. Yeah. But he was throwing too many not good ones. There was just not enough movement. Not enough, not enough action. Well, so... Because he's was, a movement guy. He's not yes, a power yes. pitcher. He's a movement guy. His fastball went 94. Like So <clears> it's, it's a good speed, but it's not a super. And, and that's average yeah, for that's him. that's average. Um, but they just weren't swinging at the curveballs. He was throwing. I think the offseason pitch you were talking about that he was leaving over the plate was he actually threw a cutter over the plate a lot. He has that little 89-mile-an-hour cutter, or maybe it's a slider. And he left that over the middle a couple of times. And I left it over the middle to Luke Voigt on his RBI double. I think he left it over the middle in another another batter as well. But you're right. I think the worst thing was the fastball command. <clears throat> yep. Watching his highlights from this year, <clears throat> painting the corner, just painting it. But the single from LeMahieu in the first, right down the middle. First pitch to Judge, right down the middle. Um, the Judge home run, I also think the Judge home run rocked him. I think that's where it fell apart, is Judge hit an absolute Judge bomb off of him. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't seen that. Well, he doesn't give up home runs, and when Aaron Judge steps up to the plate, you got this 6'6", 250 guy standing there and just lets her rip. First you pitch. Kinda, first pitch, you're just kind of like, ooh. I also think that the the book on the Yankees is often they're very patient, mm -hmm. right? And the Yankees were patient in the game, 
but they swung early on Bieber if he was throwing the fastball. Mm-hmm. They just swung at the first pitch. Mm-hmm. And he was, I think, just trying to get some easy strikes in the beginning. Yep. And they were just swinging. Yep. And because he doesn't o- overpower you, you can time that 94-95 pretty well. Um, so, I mean, yeah, the, the Yankee kind of steamrolled on him, and the Yankees were able to just keep adding runs and adding runs. And you guys put in your bad bullpen arms. It was kind of a lost cause at a certain point. Yeah, we knew. Went, whatever. Yeah, we knew. Garrett Cole pitched fantastic, by the way. Cole was great. He's the unsung hero of it. Every, I mean, even us. Like, who would have thought Cole pitches brilliantly and all, I mean, obviously me as a Cleveland fan, but all baseball people want to talk about is how Bieber got lit. Yeah. And nobody wants to talk about, like, Cole did Cole things. 13Ks, no walks. In seven? In seven. Now, he gave up a couple of runs. Um, you know, he looked not great in that third inning where they got the double from Ramirez that scored them the first run. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, had a couple of iffy innings. But as the game went on, I mean, he was just unhittable. His high fastball was on point. And he was good. Um, today's game, on the other hand, a completely different story. Uh, you have the weird MLB decision for the rain delay where they delayed the game at at 4, they 7 o'clock. They shouldn't have even started it. They shouldn't have. So they delayed the game at four, our time. I'll just use our time for ease. Mm-hmm. The rain, according to the meteorologists out in Cleveland, was supposed to start at 4.50. And this is Major League Baseball's decision, by the way, in the playoffs. Not the Indians' grounds crew, not the umpires. It's the MLB's decision. Shocker, MLB made a bad call. The MLB says, okay, play. First pitch was at 4.50. Mm-hmm. And guess what happens? The monsoon comes. Yep. Now, in the first top of the first inning, it wasn't raining that hard. Uh, Yankees went one, two, three. Bottom of the first inning, it's like I've never seen baseball played in conditions like that before. It was sideways rain. It was 25-mile-per-hour winds. Uh, Tanaka gets an out and then gives up two doubles in a row. They score a run, and then they put the tarp back on the field. Yep. And it's like, well, why did you start? You're now risking, if this is a long delay, both Cookie Carrasco and Masahiro Tanaka, their second-best starter on each team for the game because yep. they're not going to bring him back if it's over an hour delay. Right. Luckily, the delay was fairly short. Um, but I just thought it was such a crazy mismanagement by Major League Baseball. Like if you know the rain is coming, just wait. I agree. You couldn't have started the game at 520 or something? I agree. And then I thought what was interesting was then the Indians jumped on jumped on Tanaka, Yeah, which I didn't expect. I thought Tanaka might give up a run here and there, but I thought Tanaka would go five, six, maybe give up two or three. He, and they I think jumped the, on him. I think the weather really <clears throat> unsettled him. I mean, his his stuff was just hanging in that first inning. Mm-hmm. And I think it just unsettled him. He, he, he got better as the game went on, although he gave up two more runs in this inning. But, um, yeah, I just I think the weather affected him for sure. And it affected Carrasco, too. Yep. Uh, he, he had to wait over an hour because it was a long inning by the Indians in the first. So he had to wait over an hour to pitch again. And he was pitching well. He had struck out six batters in the first three innings and gave up the one Stanton bomb. But he was already out like 70 pitches, had the weird hour delay, and then he gave up the big uh, bases loaded situation in the in the fourth. And you're like, man, so both pitchers got affected by this. If you had just waited to start the game at 520 our time, it could be a completely different game. Well, and the interesting thing is, like, let's not beat around the bush here. Terry Francona is not at this game. No. Tito is not here due to uh, his health issues that he was dealing with about a couple months ago and complications and recovery from that. And that's what everybody's going to talk about tomorrow is do you pull cookie? Do you pull Cookie Carrasco um, with the bases juiced and our best reliever comes in? Sorry, Cleveland's best reliever comes in and gives up we the all grand. Know you're an Indians fan. I know, okay. but I'm just, you know, journalism. Uh, gives, uh, yes, the journalist that we are. Gives up the grand slam to Urshela, and everybody's like, hey, why did he pull him? Why did he pull him? And it's like, well, he walked two guys to load those bases. You pull him. Yeah. I wish Tito was here. 
but I respect the decision from Sandy Alomar Jr. Tito probably would have pulled him. Too. And yeah, and Junior's going to be a manager someday. Alomar's hanging around in Cleveland because when Tito's goes, it's Sandy's job. Mm-hmm. And I think Sandy made the right choice, but that's what people are going to talk about. And hey, guess what? It's six six. It's a tie game. Okay. Again. It's a tie ball game. We're it was go- a, it was a huge decision because it gave the Yankees runs and lead and probably some momentum in this game because it was four one at that point. But yeah, it's basically back to the first inning now. Yeah, we're going we're going top six. Yep, tied six six, and we got a ball game here. Hopefully, we get a game three because that's what we want in all these playoffs is just to see good baseball. But boy, we said things were. Gonna I really be, want this to end tonight. Actually, we said things were going to be weird, and boy, they're weird. Mm-hmm. Where are we going next? I think we got to talk about today's Reds-Braves game. Yeah, you want to do that? I don't want to because it was awful, but uh, we have to. Okay. Do we just push the Astros off as far as possible? <laughs> no. We should also talk about that. Maybe that leads to the 8 o'clock hour because oh, it's less about the Astros and more about the Twins losing 18 consecutive playoff games. But, uh, yeah. I actually disagree with that. You think so? I do. Okay. I think the story is the Astros. We'll do that at the 8 o'clock hour, so stick around for that. But next, we'll dive into Braves-Reds, which for seven innings was an amazing game. And then, you know, hey, it's baseball, baby. 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seven fifty one here, Portland Sports Leader, live from the poop filled Willamette. This game might not end before our show ends. <laughs> oh, I know it's not, and unfortunately, I can't stay to watch it with you, Mike. I got somewhere to be. Well, that's disappointing. I got a project I'm trying to finish up at work. That's disappointing. I know. I'm sorry. I will think of you in my heart as I'm cussing your name, whether we win or lose. <laughs> it's either going to be like, F you, Lynch, or it's going to be like, F you, Lynch. One of the two. The only difference was the slight increased octave of your yes, voice. Yes, octave? Yes, Is that the yes. right way to say it? I like octave. It reminds, Are they both correct? It, no, it's octave. Okay. Uh, but it reminds me of one of my favorite relievers of all time for no reason other than that I love him. His name is Octavio Dotel. Uh, I hate Gary Sanchez. Oh, my God. That I'm is almost a fact. caught. Woo! I hate Gary Sanchez. Let's go, Gary. Hashtag I am Gary. Oh, God. Why does this always happen? Why do I have to watch these games with you while we're on the air? <laughs> and why do we always lose? It's only a two-run game, dude. I hate you. <laughs> Shut up. I've told you we don't score runs. As he just scored two in the last inning. Yeah. Was that yeah. A, who, who's it was a miracle. Who knows? Dudes I've never heard of. Is it the young pitcher? Is that McKinney? Yeah, McKinney's on the mound. Ah. That's the wind right there. They were saying there's like 25 mile an hour gusts to right field. Gale Force Storms. That was it. Yeah, that, that was, was a fly it. ball. They just kept going and going oh, and going. That, that's that highly touted prospect, Tyler Naquin in right field. <laughs> oh, look at those flags. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, I watched. You <clears throat> can look up at the screen. You don't need to be so mad. Uh, I'm very mad. I'm not looking <laughs> at that screen. Um, I watched seven to eight innings of a very entertaining baseball game today, and then I watched five more of a really awful baseball game today. <sighs> oh boy! Um, but I want to start here. I want to start. No, let's no, let's start on the positive. Usually, I like to end on the positive, but because the game in progression, we'll start with the positive. Uh, Max Freed, Trevor Bauer, as as advertised. Yeah, Freed gave up some hits, but, but that, he got a lot of K's when he <clears> needed them. <throat> but but Freed is not a strikeout guy. 
Freed is a put-the-ball-in-play kind of guy. He relies on defense, and I'll tell you what, if you've got that defense for Atlanta, you're okay with that. That curveball is great, though. That curveball is fantastic. I have been a Max Freed guy for a while now, not just this season. I loved him last year. Uh, I am a big Max Freed guy, but there are very few people in this world that are bigger Trevor Bauer guys than I am, so I was very excited to watch this game this morning. And they did not disappoint. I loved the 9 a.m. start. <laughs> it was like, wake up. I went for a run, got home, and turned the game on. Yeah, I, I enjoyed watching these guys pitch today. It sounds like Trevor Bauer is most likely going to win the Cy Young. I still think DeGrom should win it, not a bias. I do think DeGrom has been the better pitcher over the full season. Well, we looked at the stats last week, and <clears throat> DeGrom was better. Yep, but I think Bauer is getting the like James Harden treatment, that it's like we can give it to DeGrom again. But I really like what this other guy did, even though he didn't do it as well. Let's give it to this guy. So I do think Bauer's going to win the Cy Young. And if anything, even though votes were sent the other day, uh, he kind of proved it today. 12 strikeouts, 7.2, two hits. No walks. No By the walks. Way, him and Cole, now the first ever pitchers in MLB postseason history to have 12-plus Ks and no walks in a start. Bauer was phenomenal today. Freed was great, but overshadowed by how amazing Trevor Bauer was. And I love his personality. Max Freed didn't walk anybody either. Really? No. Wow. Well, there was also 37 total strikeouts in the game, so, you know, yeah. that, was, that was fun. Yeah. But uh, Bauer Bauer did, like, a little, like, shimmy wrestling walk off the mound one inning. He did, like, a little karate chop after a strikeout. Like, his personality is fantastic. When he got pulled, when he got pulled, he walked off and he looked to the crowd. Well, there's no crowd. He looked to the crowd and just did one single tomahawk chop uh. <laughs> and then walked away. Bauer's personality is fantastic. He's been very critical of Major League Baseball and how they handle things. Uh, is a big uh, spin rotation guy. He came out the other day and said, technically, I'm cheating. If you look at my spin rotation, it's so it looks like it looks like guys that are juicing. Is what he said. What? Because he was big on like I don't understand calling out Astros pitchers. I know that for yeah. their spin rate, and then he was like, "Whoa, I just looked at mine, and I guess technically I'm cheating." <laughs> <laughs> I see. He's worn the trash can cleats. Uh, he's done all that kind of stuff. He is what baseball needs. That's just too bad he's a rich boy from Southern California. <laughs> hey, whatever, man. If you, I like that he's outspoken. I don't actually agree with a lot of what he says. He's kind of opposite in a lot of opinions of me. He's but an I, I like that he's very outspoken. We need more of that in baseball. Uh, but the real the real story of this game was how terrible the Reds' offense was. Oh, my God. The Reds, let's see. As someone who bet on the Reds today, Ooh. I was infuriated. Ooh, I would not have bet on the Reds. I would have not have touched this game. The Reds had 11 hits. They, they stranded. They had bases loaded, one out in the 11th, I believe, and got nothing for it. They had two on, nobody out in the first. First and third, nobody out. Didn't get a run over. Yeah. I think they had in the seventh inning, two on, nobody out, didn't get a run in. The one you're talking about, bases loaded, one out, and they had another bases loaded situation. When Moustakis struck out on three pitches, ugh, that at-bat was terrible. Dude, when Castellanos got thrown out of third, I was like, oh, God. Well, and then the other one where they did the first and third with two outs, and they did a double steal, Mm -hmm. and they threw down the second, and the guy stopped. And then the guy on third was, uh, I don't know how to say his name, Aquino or Aquino or something like that. Yeah, something like that. He's not fast. No. So they sent him when they threw the ball down, but he got caught in a rundown because he's slow. And they just chased him back and forth, and they tagged him out before home. And it was So they they ended two innings on the base paths. 
They left 13 runners on base in the game. And from the seventh inning on, they had people on, I think, in almost every inning but one. Yeah. And did not score one run. It was an atrocity of a game for the Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati should have won this game. Five times. Yep. I also saw a stat during the game. The Reds have the worst batting average for a full season since 1912. Oof. They hit 212 as a team this year. Oof. 212. Yeah. And it showed tonight 30. Like, okay. 13 left on base. They didn't have 37 strikeouts. They had almost 20 strikeouts. Um, 20 strikeouts. 20. Mm-hmm. And the Braves had more. <laughs> yeah, I think there were, I think there was a lot to be desired. And I, I think a lot of this game lands on David Bell. I think a lot of this game lands on managerial decisions. And in the end, I was actually listening to Dirt and Sprague. And Sprague, who I love you, Brandon. You don't watch baseball. He was like, it's the 13th inning. He's like, I think the Braves are going to win in the 13th. I was like, well, yeah. Because the MVP of the National League stepped up to the plate. That's what you do. That's how you prove. Like Trevor Bauer proved today he should probably win the Cy Young especially with Beeb's performance yesterday. So what you're saying is... Freddie Freeman is the National League MVP. When there's runners on base in a postseason game and you need to score every run... You do it. You just try to get a little single into the outfield and stop swinging for the fence, Mike Moustakas. That was... That Moustakas said that infuriated me. Well, yeah. Bases loaded two outs. You just saw Josh Naylor at the plate for the Indians swinging at high fastballs like he was trying to hit it. (laughs) He's angry, guys. There we go. That's it. That's my one for the year, right? That's the first? <laughs> I think it's uh, the first. He was trying to hit that thing to... I hope you caught it, Joe. <laughs> he was trying to hit that thing to Kentucky, yeah. which is what I was trying to say. Is that what you were trying to say? That's what I was trying to say. It just, you know, didn't come out that way. You know, I uh, reviewed the tape. I think you're good. Okay. I think we're good. You you just reviewed the tape? Yeah. I, in a faster time than you hit the dump button? Yes. Well, the logger was already open, so he was like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> I went back and listened to it. I think you're good. All right. All right. All right. Yes. He was swinging out of his shoes. Musakis came up. He's not great against lefties. They brought in a great lefty pitcher. Three pitches. Yeah. Curveball, swing and miss. Curveball, swing and miss. Fastball, high, swing and miss. It was like. Dude, and I wonder. Just try to get the ball in play, man. You know, and today was the Reds' best chance to get a one-game lead on this, and they blew it. Yep. And I wonder if tomorrow's going to be ugly because the Braves don't have. They, the, Ian Anderson is probably throwing tomorrow, I imagine, or Kyle Wright, one of the two. I haven't looked at it. You and you. Um. Yeah. You and you. But this was the Reds' best chance. And they could be very deflated tomorrow. I and the Braves are going to go in and be the confident Braves they've been all season. Who's starting tomorrow? I'll look. Is it Sonny Gray or is it Castillo? Uh, I imagine it's Sonny Gray. The Reds have a great starting rotation. I would throw Sonny Gray tomorrow. The Reds have a great starting rotation. So I don't think this was their only chance. I think this game, I was gonna. I thought the Reds were gonna win because I thought Bauer was better than Freed, and he showed to be better than Freed. But I just didn't realize the Reds were as bad on offense as they were. Um. They're throwing Castillo. So I would throw Sonny Gray tomorrow. You're doing Castillo against Ian Anderson versus a rookie who's pitched like five times with no fans in the audience. I, 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 I'm opposite of that. I mean, the Braves have an amazing offense, but they showed today that if they're facing good stuff and all they're doing is swinging for the fences, they're not going to get hits either. Right. So I think the Reds can win tomorrow. Um, yeah. Today was more of a game where I was like, ah, I think they'll win, but it'll be close. I think they could win tomorrow. I've got Braves in six. What? <laughs> in six. <laughs> yeah, six innings. That game will be over in the sixth. Oh, okay. All right. When we come back, we will dive into 
the American League game that neither of us want to talk about, but I guess we probably have to talk about. And that'll be Astros Twins. We'll do that next. The Hot Corner, Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 